1: Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shad. I write for the Viking Age as well as bring me the news, zone coverage, and the Brookings Register. My co-host for the day is Adam Patrick. He is the managing editor of the Viking Age, and we do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel, on Apple and Spotify, every Tuesday and Friday. Uh, However you consume us, though, rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. First off, uh, I want to apologize for not having an episode on Monday. We both have lives. So Adam got carried away by his writing duties and making graphics that Des Bryant could rip off and break (laughs) the Internet. Um, Des caught it, by the way. I just want to throw that out. I put that in there. Yes. And I was in the great city of Seattle. Uh, checking out the Minnesota Twins taking on the Seattle Mariners. Um, I use great in relative terms because I saw a guy lighting the spoon on my way back from the Mariners game on Monday. And uh, I'm pretty sure a guy OD'd by my hotel on Tuesday because there's you know a guy in the fetal position, like four ambulances around him. So I, I don't know. Um, I guess that's why they call it free at all, right? <laughs> um, but it was a great trip overall. Uh, T-Mobile Park. One of my favorite parks that I've always wanted to see. Um, I love the 90s Mariners. So getting to see the statue of Ken Griffey Jr. in person was awesome. And the fans are really cool out there, too. I I think if I went to a Seahawks game, it'd be a little bit different. But um, definitely like the stadiums that they have there. Got to see all the cool sights and sounds. And yeah, it was a good time.
2: That's cool. Uh, Yeah, I've always liked that stadium when it was a uh, safe go field before. Yeah. Now it's team. What team? Oh, That's
1: that's what I refer to it. The whole trip
2: too. Yeah. But. Um. I just remember that opening. Cause, cause before that the Mariners played in the kingdom. So them having an outdoor stadium was kind of like a novelty um, back in the day. And uh, just makes me think of like, I don't know, Ichiro. row. Um, not so much. I don't know. I don't think Griffey really played too much in that stadium. I think he played more in the kingdom.
1: Yeah. I feel like he was traded to the reds. Yeah. I can't remember when he was traded to the Reds, but yep. I feel like Griffey maybe he play. I mean, towards the end of his career, he played
2: there. Yeah. Like he,
1: he got a couple of years in at the end and then like midway through the season. He's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm,
2: I'm retiring. And that, that makes me more, think of more intro than, than Griffey or, or a rod or whatever. Correct. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Randy
1: Johnston was traded before that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the nineties Mariners were freaking awesome. Yep. I dropped a Jay Buner and there he's like, oh yeah, Jay, Jay Buner. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that, that guy was awesome. I, he I was. he was. looked like, he looked like stone cold. He, <laughs> a little bit without, he probably slam some beers behind the stage. He was wow. a big dude, but, um, obviously that's, <laughs> that's enough of your Mariners podcast. Let's talk about the Vikings because this week is the week. We're finally out of the doldrums because training camp starts on Sunday I believe rookies report on Sunday. Uh veterans, are they a couple days after or Sorry, I think
2: it's rookies and quarterbacks?
1: Yeah. So rookies and quarterbacks report on Sunday. Then everybody else will show up. Uh next weekend is back together weekend. Uh, I I should say I should say an NFL network back together weekend. Everybody is we're here watching practice right now. They're in shorts and shell. Scott Hansen's just sitting there. We're going to go to Miami, Miami right now. We're watching blaze Andrews. He's done a slam two energy drinks and go on the field. Now we're going to go over to San Francisco where Trey Lance is begging Kyle Shanahan just to acknowledge him. Then we're going to go up to green Bay where (laughs) Jordan love looks completely lost. And like, it's just a whole bunch of people standing basically. Um, but lots, a, lots padded, of whistles. Yes. First paddock practice for the Vikings July 31st. Uh, let's start here. Are you excited for training camp?
2: Uh yeah, I think I'm just excited for it to because training camp coming back means preseason's closer, which means the regular season's closer. So we are, you know, before we know it, the regu- regular season's gonna be here. Um, so training camp's always just it's just fun to come back. It's kind of has when it first comes back, it kind of has those feelings too of like the first preseason game where everyone's excited for the first five minutes and then the rest of the game you're like, okay, this is preseason. I don't want to watch wrestling. Uh, but but actually training camp is, I feel like it's turning out to be more exciting than the preseason sometimes, especially with the joint practices. I know the Vikings have uh, two sets of joint practices this year, one with the Titans and one with the Cardinals. Um, and with the new rule where the Vikings and every other team has to keep their 90-man roster all the way until the final preseason game i would expect the vikings to use those joint practices basically as their preseason reps for the starters i wouldn't expect to see any starters in the preseason at all especially with that 90 man roster uh, being a thing now um so that those practices are where where guys like kirk cousins justin jefferson are going to get the bulk of their work done um so yeah it's going to be it's going to be fun and uh yeah it's, it's, it's training camp it'll be interesting to see uh you know first training camp without adam Thielen being there First one uh, without Eric Kendricks being there. So it'll be uh, a different vibe. And I'm curious to see if Kevin O'Connell does anything different than what he did last year. Because last year was his first year. Did he learn anything? Does he want to try anything new this year? You know, just a bunch of things to watch out for. Um, And uh, will Daniel Hunter be there?
1: Yeah, that's a great question as well. Uh, what's with all these contracts? Because everybody just kind of thought Justin Jefferson's contract would get done and we're still waiting. Uh, And I, I think Jefferson will reach a contract extension at the very latest, maybe before week one.
2: Like, yeah, I want to say, yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. I was going to say before August, but I'll, I'll give him a little more time. I mean, if you, if you're
1: worried about the Vikings brain trust, I guess I would say they're, they're not completely stupid. Like they're, they're going to get it done at some point. It's just, it's a lot of money and nobody else on the wide receiver market has signed. Um, so they're just Mm kind of waiting for people to do their thing. Maybe they could be waiting on a CD lamb deal. Like that, that could be the whole thing. Like it's just a whole bunch of people just staring at each other. Like, no, you go first. You go, you go go first (laughs) because they'll get like 20 bucks extra
2: than the other receiver. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm the highest pay receiver now. (laughs) Ha ha. Like that stupid thing. So um Yeah, that's uh, a good I
2: mean, that's a good point. Cause you know, if if Justin Jefferson signs and then the Cowboys are like, Well, we're gonna make CeeDee Lamb paid higher than Justin Jefferson. Like guys say they don't care about that thing, but but they do. They care about
1: it. And, and you also had a kind of domino fall when it comes to uh TJ Hawkinson when Evan Ingram signed oh, yep. a ridiculously big contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars uh last week. So um the pieces are falling for these deals to get done. It's just kind of weird that it's not done. Um I don't know if I'm just getting older or like you said the training camp practices have kind of fizzled in excitements, but maybe it's because I miss Mankato, man. I miss yep. making the drive down 14 Uh, from Rochester and like going to training camp and having it in a college town even when I went to River Falls the Kansas City Chiefs practiced there and that was fun because there are a whole bunch of stories that you know friends had told me like I I probably can't say half of them on, on, on air but like you know going and seeing other teams fans and meeting them and you know having a few beers and that sort of thing like Mankato was just I don't know it, it, it's hard to describe. It was just an atmosphere. Now it was an event. You, yeah. You drive. Now you drive to Egan, you know, it's in the middle of the cities. It's, you, you know, a uh, controlled practice you gotta, facility. You got to pay for tickets. Yeah. Um, I think you have to just sign up for them. Oh, okay. but then like the, the, the night group practices, practices is, you have to pay. Yeah. For the it, night right? practices you have to pay and the group practices, I believe you have to pay, which makes sense because like there's bucks, another right? team coming in there. I think it's a little more than that. I, I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Like if I, if I love training camp as much as I used to, I would know because I'd be right. planning a trip, but like right. now it's just kind of like, eh, it's there. I'll just check Twitter and see what happens. That could be it too. Like there's so many people there and like so many people on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. like you don't I don't You don't really need to it. go. There, there's no need to go and hide in the bushes and claim that you're a reporter and uh, do all that stuff. Nobody does. Nobody does uh, yeah. I mean, you know the most trusted source for Vikings news on Twitter. Um, I, I'm gonna <laughs> out of that so going to get slippery slope Oh, I don't care. I, I really don't. No, I don't care either at all. Um, what are you most looking forward to in
2: camp though? On uh, camp? I just want to see the defense. Um, you know. I'm sure we're still not going to see too much from the defense in terms of what they really want to do. Cause they're going to save that for the season. And we already know Kevin O'Connell's big on not showing so much in practice, especially ones that have fans in them. Cause what was it last year where they had the big thing on the, the screen where it was like, please don't record video. Uh, it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, they should, the team, they
1: should have people just enforce it. Like take them out. Like <laughs> I mean, teams two, can two send... big dudes. Like just like hauling some guy in a Jerry ball Jersey out. Like I'm not doing anything.
2: If, if teams really cared what you were doing in practice in training camp they could just send someone from their staff to attend because that's not frowned upon they can just go and watch practice right um so i'll just be interested to see how the defense does how the offense does against the defense um i think they will make each other better i would prefer probably to see um I feel like Kirk Cousins and offense is probably going to struggle at first against this. It sounds like they'd struggle a little bit in OTAs, um, just because it's so fast and complex and everything. Um, so i I would like to see how an offense led by Kirk Cousins is able to maybe improve against a defense like Brian Flores, which is so aggressive and uh you know, unpredictable. So I think it'll be good for them. I think last year going up against at Donatel's defense didn't help anyone. At all. Um, so I think it'll be uh, a different experience and, and one that could help, you know, both sides because the Vikings offense is talented, too. So so we got to see Byron Murphy going up against Justin Jefferson. And, and I'm oh, Jordan Addison. I'm curious to see if he yeah. actually is even on the field. Um, <laughs> Lewis Seen, see uh, if you know what he's going to do. Uh, Marcus Davenport you know, j- how they're going to use Josh Oliver, you know, all these new faces, um, are interesting too. So lots of stuff to look out for in, in training camp. And then, you know, the typical injuries, let's hope not that doesn't happen. Oh, and, uh, let's see how the offensive line does. Cause I think they need to take some strides, uh, forward. And if they don't, then Kirk Cousins is going to be the most hit quarterback in the NFL
1: again. Yeah. And, and we'll get to that point in just a little bit here, but, um, I think you're right, Brian Flores' defense. I think is it's going to be like a role reversal. I wrote about this at zone coverage last year. It was like, what does the offense look like, and where is Justin Jefferson lining up, and are they going to use Dalvin Cook as a receiver? Like there was a whole bunch of different storylines going in. Now you say, okay, Josh Metellus, something's going on there, where Mm -hmm. you know I, I think he told Darren Wolfson like his position is football player on the defense mm-hmm. which means you might see him rushing the passer you might see him lined up at nickel they're not going to dump out the entire playbook in front of everybody at training camp mm-hmm. like they're going to save some things once everybody's out of the building and you know kevin o'connell would be like all right now it's time to like install our game plan for week one and everything else i think one of the things you saw on quarterback is how much that changes from the play calls all the way down to um you know, the Buffalo left seven heaven play yep. probably wasn't called Buffalo left seven heaven yep. uh, the entire season. Yep. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, there was that. Um, I'm also interested more in the scrimmages. I think that is where, yep. or excuse me, let, let me get back to Brian, Brian Flores' defense because I wanted to mention this. I feel like every position on defense is up for grabs outside of like a few. Like Harrison Smith's not getting thrown at safety. <laughs> um. You're not gonna. I mean, Harrison Phillips probably isn't losing his job in the trenches. Um, other than that, I mean, it's hard for me to say this guy's job is a hundred percent secure. Like in 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 the secondary, especially like who is the second s- safety? I mean, Cam Bynum is practicing ahead of Lewisine right now. Can Lewisine show up? Can he do something? Um, you know, you have Andrew Booth and a Caleb Evans. People like them. I, I think people really like a Caleb Evans and hope he can stay healthy, but can Makai Blackman maybe jump both of those guys and get a uh, starting spot uh, the linebackers? I don't know. Is Brian Asamoah good? Like he's flashed, but why didn't he get on the field sooner? Ivan when, Pace. Yeah. Ivan, Ivan Pace, Andre Carter, yep. um, uh, Daniel Hunter, if he shows up uh, also another player whose spot is set like there's not a lot of we don't know who's going to be on this defense and i think throughout right. training camp we're going to see guys emerge and we might have a couple of surprises and we might have those guys and i think where we're really going to see that and this is what i was getting to the scrimmages right. um i believe they have tennessee and arizona mm-hmm. coming in town uh both teams i don't think are really good which by the way deandre hopkins signing with the titans um
2: oh i just forgot about that yep
1: yeah. Yeah. You already forgot about it because it's irrelevant <laughs> when you go and you jump online, trying to win a ring. Okay. The, the haters and the doubters, like you start talking like that, you know, your career is coming to an end. Like this is for all the haters out there and the doubters. And like, I don't know, maybe the Titans should have just paid AJ Brown. I'm just saying that might've been a thing they wanted to do, but I hope DeAndre's good at run blocking. Cause that's all they're going to do in Tennessee. Um, yeah, I, I think those scrimmages are going to go a long ways in really telling us on what this team is going to be and maybe what its strengths are. So I think it'll be an uneventful camp for the most part, but I think I think we'll see more than we saw last year, where we pretty much knew, hey, everybody is starting. We, we brought the same team back. Like there are going to be guys who are going to emerge.
2: Yeah, the goal is always, you know, avoid injuries, and then I think there'll be a lot more off the field news for this camp in terms of contracts and stuff uh, than than on the field. Because the Vikings, you know, they're in their second season of the offense, um, which is good because I think we saw in the the Netflix documentary that that Kirk Cousins didn't really have a hold on it until midway through the season. Um, So now this year it's kind of second nature. And I think it's his 1st the first time he's had the same person calling plays for two straight years since, like, Was in Washington with, I want want to say Sean McVeigh. Because
1: what? It was so 2018 was John Filippo. Then it was, I mean, he had two different guys calling plays the same season Uh, Kevin Stefanski. Then it was Gary Kubiak. And then it was Clint Kubiak. And then it was Kevin O'Connell. Yeah.
2: So, well, yeah. So we really don't know. Like, is is that something that's been holding Kirk Cousins back? That the fact that he has to learn an entirely new offense scheme? You know, wording for everything is that part of the reason why he's he hasn't been able to get over that hump and and be an elite quarterback. Um, it might be too late for that because he's just he's getting up there in age. But it'll be interesting to see you know if, if he can take his game to that next level because he finally. Um, already kn- kind of knows the offense and, and what's expected of him.
1: Well, speaking of Kirk Cousins, obviously he's been in the news lately because he's been on the Netflix show quarterback. Um, I kind of gave my early thoughts after watching the first, I believe, three episodes last time we were on the air with Matthew Collar. Uh, I have finished quarterback. I finished it up on the flight to Seattle. You finished it like a psycho in the course of two days. <laughs> I, I can't do the binge watching thing. Like I, I started Ted Lasso in February and I'm like almost at the end of season two. Like I usually just watch oh, sport yeah. or I throw on like NCAA 14 or something. Like I understand you know, that I can do it their
2: with a docu-series. I feel like it's different. I can do that. Yeah. Like I know there's an ending point. It's, I know it's not like multiple seasons with a docu-series where I can just like bang it out and be like, okay, it's done. I understand and, that with the show though. Yeah.
1: And, and that's, and that's the cool, but everybody's like, we're not giving out spoilers. I'm like, you already know how the season, you know how the season ends. (laughs) Yeah. Like is Kirk going to win? Is, is he going to throw it past the six on fourth and eight? Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess what I want to know is what were your thoughts on the documentary? How did you think it was presented? Did it change your opinion of Kirk cousins? What did you think of quarterback?
2: Um, I would say I respect Kirk cousins more for the punishment that he took every week. Uh, that was highlighted in the show in terms of, you know, getting hit and he was, clearly dealing with a rib injury that was re-aggravated over and over and over again he wasn't he was never on injury report um which means that he was able to practice each week fully um but just his ability to just kind of stay in there and tough it out and all the stuff that he does to take care of his body you know he had those two chiropractors or whatever he, he goes in the cold tub and all that stuff he you know go he does the the brain stuff say what you will about about that whether it helps or not um and then just his uh commitment to his life off the field i feel like that's a good lesson and a, a lot of he's got a lot of flack of you know taking a full 24 hours off uh from from football um i don't have a problem with that at all i think in that position or any job in general it's good to just step away for you know a day or two and just just be able to hang out with the people that, you know, you love the most or just 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 enjoy some you time and enjoy stuff that you don't normally get to do during the season. And I think that's that's a good opportunity for him to kind of reset. He gets to hang out with his family. His wife said, you know, she wouldn't be able to do it without him taking that full 24 hours off. Um And this is a different this is a different time. It's 2023. You know, players put their mental health first a lot more than they used to. I'm not saying they put it, you know. Totally first, but like it's a lot more emphasized than it used to be. Like what, uh, Calvin Ridley took a whole year off, uh, because well, of his mental that health. That was that was four, that so. didn't turn out too well. <laughs> that was took, four, and then he, then he, he got took, a nice he took another two, year too.
1: He took two weeks off to try and get his mental health together, which is great. And right. then he got bored and jumped on the FanDuel app, and then he had turned into a 4 year mental break. So, but I
2: think a lot of these guys realize like you're only gonna be in the league so long, so mm. like, don't let it don't make your life so much that you depend on football because I think you see a lot of guys when they get out of football they're like they have no idea what to do with their life and I think someone like Kirk Cousins is just making sure that you know he has his priorities like he's still making time for his family and everything and that's not surprising we we know Kirk Cousins is uh, a big family guy um, and it was just I I enjoyed it a lot but I will also say It gave us a lot of insight into why he struggles and Mm -hmm. um, what holds him back. He kind of the thing that helps him the most being, you know, so meticulous and prepared and he's got this perfectionist mentality. That's what holds him back, too, because the slightest thing that goes wrong kind of just frustrates him, puts him in a rut. He goes and slams his helmet and sulks and people like, I don't know, like Cam Newton, Kyler Murray. Get a lot of criticism for when they do that. Kirk Cousins does the same thing where mm-hmm. he will sit there, someone will try and talk to him, and he'll be like, Yeah, whatever. Um, great. Um, where you saw Patrick Mahomes throwing in, inter- he threw, he threw uh, Three interceptions in one game. Yeah. And he, just, and he was talking on the sidelines with the coaches, trying to figure it out. Rah, rah, rah. His teammates going up to the offensive line and everything. And like, it was very clear to see why. Patrick Mahomes is in the tier of quarterback that he is at the very top and why Kirk Cousins is in the tier that he is, which is more in the middle. I think that was what I took away the most. It was like it was it was just made so obvious why one player has been able to be so good so quickly in his career and why one has struggled to really just get over that hump every single season. It
1: it is interesting with Cousins because I think you saw some of the residual effects of the Zimmer era. When you yep. saw it, like the Miami game, where uh I can't remember what O'Connell asked him, but like he's like sitting there on the field screaming it was, it was out defense. The defense it was like side single side high safety. Yeah, he's coverage. like I saw, it, I saw it man to right. man, and right, like right, Kevin right. O'Connell was like, Chill out, you need dude. to calm down. <laughs> like I, I'm not gonna like. You wonder like what what did Zimmer do there? It, like honestly, this series came like one year too late for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, like, I would have loved to have seen. Mic'd up, oh, in it, would that never, Lions it would have game. never been allowed. You know, like and, and that, that's kind of the thing. It's like this show was very meticulous, like they wanted you know, it's a wrestling term, they wanted to give him the rub, right? Like make him look good, yeah. Yeah. and um, like you never saw any of the like conflict. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure the Bills game, self- people- yeah, was at
2: the, at the end when when. Cousins made that that call on his own, and and I think that was the most pissed off we saw. Kevin O'Connel, he's like, he said, I was going to call time out. He's like, you did you give me call a chance that here.
1: yourself? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and Kirk, don't. And I mean, I I kind of get like there. That game was kind of weird because kind of it was very weird. Well, and his ribs were like you know <laughs> yeah. shattered at yeah. that point. Yeah. Like he just wanted to get out of it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Adam Thielen's trying to be like, hey, I'm seeing this in the defense, and Kirk's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like he can't even he can't even like think and like hear because his ribs are hurting yeah. so bad. So like yeah. I kind of understand it in that point, but like yeah. a guy like Patrick Mahomes, like when he throws, like I think there was a scene where he overthrew Jarek McKinnon in that game in the, against the Bucks and he like dropped some F bombs and then like but like that second later, it was done. He's yeah. like, okay. Next play. Yeah. And then you know he's running around, he's high fiving teammates. He's like, All right, next play, next play. Let's go, let's go. Like, yeah. we, we can do this. Let's score a touchdown. Let's do that. You never saw that with Kirk. And I mean, that's that's not a slight on him. Like, if you were expecting quarterback to like drop some breaking news on Kirk, like something that we don't know, it wasn't there. Like, like this is this is Kirk Cousins. Like Vikings fans already knew this. And you also saw, I think the one thing that really maybe agitated me or just kind of you know Uh-oh. brought me back to that Uh-oh. place was the fourth and eight play <laughs> because you know against buffalo he said it he's like i'm just gonna throw it up to you and you're gonna catch it and justin jefferson did that then it was like well you know he was double covered and you know the pressure was coming down it was either throw it to tj or you know whatever and i think it was uh, I'm trying i was gonna call him sean o'donnell but that's a wild captain Oh my God. JT yeah, O'Sullivan. Oh, okay. I knew it was, oh, oh, something. Um, I got my wires. I'm still in vacation. Former quarter. Vikings quarterback, Yeah. Former Vikings quarterback JT O'Sullivan had that breakdown and he said the play call sucked. Yep. First of all, um, Jefferson was double covered. Probably shouldn't have thrown it there, but you could have. And KJ Osborne was streaking wide open. But in that case, you extend the play, you get out of the pocket and you find somebody else. But, Again, because the slightest thing goes wrong, so I don't really think I don't really think Kirk's like a bad human. Like I think he's a really good. And then, like you mentioned the taking Tuesdays off thing. I mean, you know, Mike Florio came out and said, "Well, (laughs) he doesn't do anything on Tuesdays." It's like, first of all, Mike Florio is Vikings DM. Like Kirk Cousins would have been traded yesterday. Case Keenum would still be there. Like, yeah, Case Keenum would still be there, and. Adrian we'd Peterson. all live happily ever after <laughs> yeah. apparently um and and that's fine he's he's a vikings fan too he's you yeah. Yeah. He can have his opinions but i mean at the he same time for- do what you gotta do especially yeah. in like yeah. that job like you know your your ribs are basically sticking out of your side if you need to take i mean it's not like he's taking friday off like he's like yeah. i'm not doing any football thing on friday during install uh kevin o'connell be like what
2: <laughs> like it's and, like hey and every, hey. yeah everyone else is pretty much off on tuesdays too that's the day off that mm-hmm. most players get so and you know typically they would just quarterbacks would just go in for meetings and stuff and they would really be the only players that go in but and, right. and, it, and it looks like he still has They they showed plenty of times where he still had meetings with kevin o'connell and the rest of the offense and the quarterback's coach and everything so it's not like he's like really missing anything would it, would being there on Tuesdays helped him adjust the offense a little bit more? Maybe, but would it have made that much of a difference? I don't think it would. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: it's not like he's not a successful quarterback. Like right. you, you look, you look at it, and it's just like he he for the most part he knows what he's doing. He's very meticulous. I I mean, I I credit his preparation and everything. It's just in those moments where you have milliseconds to think, as opposed to minutes. Like, that's where that's where Kirk kind of falters. So
2: I think Kevin O'Connell came off really well in this show, too. He did. He's the perfect coach for Kirk Cousins. Like, if Kirk Cousins can't succeed with Kevin O'Connell, then he's not going to be able to succeed anywhere. Because like Kevin O'Connell, there'll be times when he's frustrated with Kirk Cousins, but he's he doesn't resort to screaming or berating at him. He just like expresses like he just asks questions like, why did you do this? You know, all right, don't worry about it. It's over now. We'll figure it out. And the stuff we're like. When, in the Colts game, when everything was going wrong, um, and he's just like Kirk, don't get frustrated. And Kirk's like, "Oh, I'm frustrated." Uh,
1: I, I, I'm laughing because I think my favorite part of the documentary overall was when they were talking to Julie Cousins about that game. And she was like, <laughs> "I thought I was gonna leave." I thought about the way she said it though was, "I thought about leaving."
2: <laughs> well, she had a, yeah, she's, she's like, like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll give our son a good <laughs> nap. You know, make sure he has a good nap time."
1: Yeah. Oh, and uh, and yeah. then they came and like we all know there are a lot of people who left that game early. Judd Zolgad left that game early yeah. to go do event line. And yeah, honestly. But can you blame it? It was 31 yeah. nothing. No, no, no. I was 33 I, nothing. I remember that game. I, I've told this story before, but I had to go and cover, I think it was SDSU against that was a I think Saturday it was the Holy game, Cross right? game. Yep, it was a Saturday game. So SDSU play no holy cross was in the morning so maybe it was were they in the playoffs already yeah they were in the playoffs it was a playoff game I don't remember who they were playing but it was almost like I don't know if you've ever seen the movie fever pitch but it's like the yeah. scene where um Jimmy Fallon sells his Red Sox tickets Red Sox Yankees tickets to a friend and they go to the game and they you know whatever and he's on a date with Drew Barrymore and they're at the valet thing and like the game's on and she's like, no, he doesn't want to hear his score. And it's like, oh, they're down nine, nothing anyway. Like, it's not a big deal. And then he gets home and like his buddy calls him. He's like, my God, it was nine, nothing <laughs> in the bottom of the ninth. And the Red Sox scored 10 runs. This is the greatest day of my life. And he's just like, ah, ah <laughs> like freak it out.
2: Yeah. were you getting like text or something? Yo,
1: I, I kept checking it. And I remember like sitting into the, in the line to go up the elevator to the press box at Dana J. Dykhouse stadium. And uh, my co editor Andrews just like, Oh, yeah, they just scored. They brought it down to a two 2 score game. And I said, Oh, good for them. Good, good <laughs> for them. Great. Like, th- that's awesome. Yeah, whatever. Participation trophies. And then slowly, like, you heard the press box just being like, Oh my God, they're coming back. Like, oh, oh man. who? Are, oh, oh, Dalvin scored. Like, you know, people are like whispering, like screaming and stuff. And I'm just like, It's a great run by Isaiah Davis there. Hey, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> just trying to focus on the job because I was so nervous about like Viking fandom coming out, but like inside I was just like screaming. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. They're coming back. They're coming
2: back. Yeah. I so. think I, I told, uh, my wife or whatever. I'm like, Oh, the game's over. So if you, you know, you know, help with anything around the place, just let me know and I'll help you. And then like, they started to come back. I'm like, sorry, I can't help you anymore. Uh, Gotta got to yeah. watch this. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was that. That was we, interesting. We, we, we've and just got problems here. <laughs> just just the way Kevin O'Connell was able to, like, calm Kirk Cousins down as much as he can um, and just go up to him and, be, and try and give him reassurance. Like, you know, it's not it's not the end of the world. Like, there's so many things that we can do already. We have plenty of time left to fix things. And then he also mentioned how, like, sometimes it's just good to let Kirk. You know, go do his thing and invent and, and fume or whatever, and just leave him alone. And then after a little bit, go, go check on him. Cause sometimes you just gotta let people let do that. That's, that's his thing. Um, does it help him? No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that's what's holding Kirk Cousins back, I think, from, from getting, cause a lot of people responded to this, uh, series They're like, if you don't like, if you didn't like Kirk Cousins or if you don't like Kirk Cousins after this, then, you know, I don't know how you can be a Vikings fan. It's like, well, I like him, but it didn't really show me anything different, like his from his on-field performance aspect of that. It showed me why he probably wasn't doing as well on the field. Um, sure. Instead of like people are like, oh, he he's so tough and he just hangs in there and he puts up all those numbers. Like, I, I guess, but like <laughs> it didn't really show me.
0: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?
2: That he's like this, he's a leader. He, he lets his play do the talking. I'll say that. He's, he's not, not some superhero. No, he, he's not, he's not, he's not a Brett Favre. He's not a, a Rogers. He's, he's not, in terms of leadership, he's not a Teddy Bridgewater. No. Okay. So like, he's, but he's never been like that. No. In, in, in high school, his, his, his dad gave him the scouting report and it was like, you need to work on your, your vocal leadership. It's, he still does have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. And if he doesn't, it's also OK, too, because sometimes when he does that, he comes off as authentic. And like he's been rehearsing this 10 times in the mirror before he does this this speech. Um, but he I feel like he leads with this play. Guys, guys know what to expect from him. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see how all of this progresses next season, because it'll just be another year with Kevin O'Connell and the offense and everything. So I'm very curious. I'm going to
1: skip uh, one of the things I have in here, but this is a sidebar. I just wanted to bring this up super quick. Uh, the Jets are going to do hard knocks. That's kind of the next uh, in reality TV show for the NFL. Uh, they're apparently restricting access like <laughs> as much as they can because a, they didn't want to be on it. So they're being children about it and B uh, they believe it's inhumane to show players getting out. I, I don't know, man. I mean, this, it's I guess the it's job, man. a fee- PETA, like Pifa. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there's PETA, yes. But, I mean, this is like football players. Oh, okay. This is a, yeah, ethical treatment of... but I mean, they know what they're signing up they for. They play an unethical game. Yes. Like, people <laughs> people suit up in their ass before but the game. they almost games like, go on go the play. field. Like,
2: you know, it's... And they literally almost died on the field last year. And they were like... <laughs> Um, and
1: they almost never gonna the play. Game. Game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, <laughs> it is, it is uh Owen Hart falling from the rafters and Vince McMahon continuing the pay per view type of energy.
2: Yeah, it'll, um, it'll be, yeah, it'll be an interesting season. It'll be like, uh, maybe, maybe we will have to like disguise guys to. For people who actually want to be on the show and like disguise their voice and they'll have to be like, Well, we did this in practice today. Like so like we don't know who they are, so they don't get in trouble for like talking to to NFL films or whatever. And I don't know. But did you see the the guy walking in? I think it was um uh Clemens, I can't remember his first name, Chris Clemens maybe, walking yeah. into uh Sounds right. training camp and he had he had no shirt on. And they had a bat and had barbed wire on the bat. And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, we didn't want attention, but we're going to walk into training camp with no shirt on and a barbed wire bat. OK, guarantee that'll be the first scene that's shown in
1: For Hard Knocks. Sure. I don't think I don't think we're going to see any of Aaron Rodgers either. Maybe in some Hard stuff Knocks. on the field. Yeah, just on the He's not going to sit there and like talk with the we're not going to get Aaron Rodgers being like, yeah, you know, Green Bay. I mean, I liked it, but
2: um, no, just you time know what? or whatever. No, 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 no! He loves this. You, he you think he'll loves, sit down and like just lo- get in front of the camera? He loves the attention. Come on, come on! He you know as soon as he but, but will the Jets let him? That's the thing. Will yeah, the Jets he, let him that's get in true, front that's of the That's true. Well, but they'll have control of like what what goes out and everything. Um, I suppose. They can have editing control because because I learned this yesterday. We already knew that Aaron Rodgers is like a 911 truth or whatever mm-hmm. that he didn't. He thinks it was an inside job, um, which is quite interesting because Robert Sala. Um, he decided to become an NFL coach after his brother was in one of the towers in 9/11. I think he was a firefighter or something else, but he was in one of the buildings. So that's that's a curious. That's a little. Uh, that's a interesting little. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, part of that team, and you know, yeah. Are you going to get to this? Because
1: I'm thinking of something else.
2: The the owner. Jets. The owner. COVID vaccine. Yeah, the Jets owner. Yep. is a Johnson and Johnson heir. And now he's now Aaron Rodgers is getting a paycheck from from them after he, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, when they flew out to California to talk to
1: him, like I was just envisioning, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, like Cody. Rhodes, in cave. Like, so uh, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> um, Hmm.
2: Silent anyway. Retreat? Yeah. No, it'll yeah. be. Yeah. I don't know. NFL films always does a good job. They they know. I feel like this is this won't be the first time where they've been somewhere where they're restricted or whatever. They, they do a good job of of getting stuff where it doesn't feel invasive. Like we didn't even know that the Vikings were recording or the Netflix was recording a sh- whole show yeah. that year. And the Chiefs did it. And guess what? They, they won, won the, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> they won the Super Bowl. Oh, I guess it wasn't that that. Invasive or, or
1: restrictive. Or whatever. or There's probably some Eagles fans yeah. who think there's a conspiracy there with that uh, last call, which was a penalty, which was a penalty under NFL rules. So grab the jersey. And he also he also like watching it again. Like, I can't remember the player's name, but like he did. He did like kind of grab him like that after. But, so, I mean, as a call, call like, it, call I mean, if it goes the other way, cheese fans are like, why did you call that? Yeah, it's like, uh, it sucks.
2: Yeah. But you had but he had to call it.
1: Um, let's move on to our next topic here. Jerseys. I love a good Jersey drop. And the Vikings had one of their own as they dropped their new classic jerseys this week. Uh, if Adam would throw it on the screen for me, I'll, I'll describe it to the YouTube audience as well. But, uh, the jerseys are paying homage to the teams of the 1960s and 1970s. They have white numbers with gold trim and white pants, uh, regular numbers. They don't have that new Vikings font. And then they also have the vintage Viking horn on the helmet. They're set to make their debut in week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you think of the new Vikings uniforms, Adam? I
2: like them. Um, <laughs> I like that. They're not like directly tied to a specific season. Um, it's more of just like a blend of, of all of them and kind of mixed in with the, their, their modern uniform. Cause the, the side, like the side stripes are kind of similar to the way, that they are now. Obviously, they're a little different. Um, but no, I I like them. I like the deeper shade of purple. I like the yellow outline. It, it's if you wanted to think so, it's kind of a little mixture of the nineties too, because the nineties had the yep. the yellow outline of the numbers as well. I'm so curious why they don't. They're not doing. They have never done anything with like the nineties or the two thousand. Um, maybe that's coming in the future. But yeah, I, the, I like them. I like the, the gray one face The one mask and I too.
1: want to see is the white uniforms and I they yeah. kind of did this in the 70s too but they got the purple and yellow mm-hmm. striping on mm-hmm. the shoulders. I think those are my favorite Viking jerseys, but like right. these are very good. Um I did like a lot of people like those um late two thousands throwbacks that they wore. The Favre ones. Yeah, but I mean I don't so people call them the Favre ones. Technically they're the purple people I mean people just remember Favre yeah. wearing it. But yeah. like Ponder for the, Christian Ponder wore it. <laughs> Yeah, like the ponder, ones. <sighs> the ponder ones Um, like for me, those throwbacks don't do much because I think they're too similar to the uniforms they have now. Like a lot right. of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that don't like the current Viking uniforms. And I would say, take a look at some of the other uniforms yeah. that, you know, Nike has come out with. Like, you want to have the Falcons uniforms? Where it's like, you know, we did a
2: red and black gradient look
1: all the The, way down. It's The Cardinals ones they just
2: did to make sure you know their name is right across their chest.
1: Yeah, like the Jets ones are bad. Like, I don't think any of the ones that they have right now are really great. And I mean, like the Vikings ones, it has kind of that retro element to it. It's got a little bit of a newer font in the numbers, which I don't think is like overbearing by any means. And then just kind of the word mark is a little different too. I, I don't think they're all that. I mean, they're not, I think the worst ones ever were the old Browns ones, um, where they had Cleveland across the front and they had like Browns down the Mm, pant leg. And mm -hmm. like, they just did way too much before they changed back to their original Manziel era. Yeah. Um, I do like the idea of teams doing this as an alternate. Like I think like there are some teams that should just go back to what they like. The Falcons should go back to the red helmets, the black and gray look. And I think they will in a couple of years. Ooh, I like, I, I think I like the, D,
2: the black ones, like the Dion arrow ones. Like the. Black, that's what I'm thinking. Yep. Black logo, yeah. Yeah. Th- those arrow helmets and uniform combo.
1: Awesome. Um, you also have Tampa Bay. They dropped the Cream Skull jerseys. They're going to wear those a couple times this year, I believe. Uh, the Seahawks dropped their Kingdom nice. era uh, uniforms, which are sweet. Uh, Tennessee might be dropping the Oilers jersey soon. Um <laughs> well, so weird. And it's also weird that – We like, took
2: your team, but we're, we're going to wear
1: your old uniform too. Like insult to injury, yeah. Like we're going to wear them against you. People are like
2: they, – But they were the Tennessee Oilers for like a year.
1: Yeah. Like, they, they took the okay. history with them. Like that's, yeah. that's the good thing. Like most teams don't do that. Like, like said, so the stars, the stars took the North stars history right. with them. That's why the wild are called the wild, which the is Lakers. Kind of interesting. Cause if you flip the W upside down, that's exactly what that team is. Um, but like, you know, the Sonics, Seattle still has the Sonics and they're going to get an expansion team and they're going to have that back again. Like, um, the Pelicans took the Hornets with them for a couple of years. And then they're like, ah, let's do our own thing. Yeah, like, we got, like the Lakers
2: and the jazz. Yeah. Or there's no lakes in LA. Uh, <laughs> there's no, there's maybe some jazz in Utah, but uh, probably not. They got Spotify over there. They can throw out a little Spotify well, I, on Apple. Music. I, I, uh, with the Titans thing I wrote on, or posted on Twitter or whatever. Like this would be like, if the Ravens were like, we're coming out with throwback Browns uniforms where it's like, uh, <laughs> but that team exists. Too. I know they exist, but like that's yeah. what it seems to me. Like where it's like you took the team, you moved them, and you changed the name, and now you're like let's honor the team that we stole. <laughs> uh, it's just I don't know. It's 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 weird. What other oh. teams are are gone? What the? I'm trying to think NFL teams that are gone. I think like the Browns were really the only ones that went away for a little bit and then
1: came back. Yeah.
2: Otherwise, they've added teams. Yeah. Well, I guess the Raiders have moved a bunch like L.A., Oakland and the the Raiders and the Rams and St. Louis and um, even the Cardinals. The Cardinals were in St. Louis for a while, um, way back in the day. Yeah, you talk about the Rams. That's another
1: team that needs a uniform overhaul. Uh, Great helmets, though. I I love the new helmets, but like the rest of the jerseys kind (laughs) of kind of rough. What do you think about teams going back to throwback uniforms?
2: You like it or? Yeah. Yeah, especially the teams going in the '90s, uh, Seahawks. Yeah, those are those are great. The Eagles Her, are dropping the Philly Gre- or Kelly Greens yep. too. Though that's going to be awesome. And I I think the Broncos are coming out with they're coming out with an alternate uniform, but it's supposed to be like a white helmet. And I want to say it has the old '90s D logo on it, um, which is like just like a mix. I don't know if you saw the Colts alternate they introduced today. That looks like a it looks like a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> Oh, the, heathered, the, the heathered, heathered
1: look? I mean, that's a cool idea, good. but yeah, like they were showing it and I'm like, that's like something Jared Allen would wear. Yeah,
2: sometimes like, the uniform makers were like, it's the first to be like this or, or, or that, and it's like, oh, there's a reason for we, it. We, uh,
1: <laughs> Jurassic Park, right? Just because uh, you can do it doesn't mean you should right. or whatever. Right. I do like the black
2: cult helmet. I do like that. Um, I feel like they should have just gone just wear a black yeah. uniform. You know, why do you need to have a blue uniform and a black helmet? Kind of like, what are the lions doing? They're they're doing. Oh, well, they, have, that they have a black blue helmet. helmet,
1: and I think they're wearing it with their gray uniforms.
2: No, they have the blue. That weird blue helmet. Is that? It's bl- not even. It's not black. It's blue. Oh, it's blue. It's like royal blue. Oh with their, yeah, with their, with their old logo. Yeah, and they're wearing it mm. with gray. Which why would not you wear that with your blue? Unit? I don't know. But yeah, like the the point of this, the Vikings throwbacks are good. Um, we just want you know those away night those away late 90s early 2000s ones that's all we need that's all is we that
1: have. is that the other change you would make is just like that white one
2: yeah that's that's the only one i think people want to see I, i'm curious to see because like teams have been coming out with all white uniforms too like um the Bengals did who's the team that just came out Browns. With?
1: that's got a <laughs> that's got a bowling green vibe
2: it does it. their whole their whole uniform combo has that um and then there was another, another team that went all white i can't remember um, and then there's rumors that the Bills' red helmets are coming back, too. Yeah. So there's lots of stuff out there right now, which I like because the NFL is silly. And they're trying to say, like, you can only have one helmet because of concussions and stuff. And it's like, this is going to help prevent concussions by not having by only having one helmet. Um, Not the, you know, guys killing each other on the field. Uh, so, yeah. But, yeah, it's good. More jerseys, more profits, more fun. Yeah,
1: I like it. The, the one change that I would make is... Add a white helmet. For the Vikings? Yeah. I I think, you know, for that all white, you know, white helmet with, like, what I would do is just kind of, like, the outline of the horn in purple. Okay. And, like, do it that way. Like, I I think that would look cool. Maybe, maybe a chrome face mask. But, like, you could also do, like, maybe that's overdoing it. Maybe you do, like, a purple face mask. I don't
2: know. I like white
1: face mask. Yeah. White face mask wouldn't be bad either. Like, just, just something... Like that would be cool. I know a lot of
2: people want black jerseys too. I was gonna say, why do you like that but not black? I because
1: okay, I own. I mean, I, I'm wearing black Vikings right. merchandise as we speak, but um, I don't know. I, I I guess I think it would look cool. I I just think you know, purple and blacks like Ravens colors. Yeah, like every team's like, I'm gonna add black to our color scheme. Wow. There's
2: only so many colors that you know a team can have. So there's no black and pink ones. Walking out here
1: like Brett the Hitman Hart.
2: Not yet. They haven't the NFL hasn't done that yet. Well, like I feel like I'm surprised they didn't do it during the Mike Zimmer era, because that's like all Mike Zimmer wore. It was black. Yeah. Like towards the end of his tenure. Every, every week it was just black. He probably and shut he was it like, down. He was just, just dressing for a funeral every week. Just just he
1: knew what was coming. Yeah. <laughs> so he just dressed it all black. Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right. Our last topic of the day is the ninety-nine club in Madden. Yes, very important. Uh, Justin Jefferson has a 99 overall rating in Madden 24, uh, electronic arts dropped their wide receiver g- ratings for the game earlier this week. Jefferson was the first member to be unveiled in the 99 club. As of right now, Justin Jefferson, Aaron Donald and Zach Martin are the three
2: players <laughs> so in random. the 99. 99- yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> what do you think about Jefferson being in the 99 club? Is it a big deal or is it just kind of?
2: For his generation, it is. I don't know if you saw the tweet afterwards where he was just like pretty much paraphrasing. This is super fucking cool that yeah. I'm, I've i got a 99 in Madden. Like, Did you see
1: him bury the Packer
2: fan too? Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, show show your stats or whatever. From week 17, he's like, show yours. Yeah. Uh, What's your
1: yeah. rating? Yeah. <laughs> like, what what would you rate a Packer fan? Like, you know, Negative? I, I think.
2: Negative. Well,
1: no, I mean, I would give him, I would give a packet Like, if we were creating a Packer fan just like, you know, fan ratings. Beer chugging 99. Um, you know, uh, disgusting. Eating. Yeah, bratwurst uh bratwurst Assuming. hoarding 91. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm I'm trying not to get illegal.
2: <laughs> um, personal hygiene.
1: <laughs> 0. Um <laughs> oh, no. fight fight rating like a yeah. 13. Alcohol like, tolerance. It, it, it's one of those things, it, it's like a dynamic rating. Like when they're sober, it's probably like a 69 or something. And then it just drops, like with more beers they drink.
2: Um, well, you saw the rating for the Packers player who has a higher ceiling than Justin Jefferson, right? Right. In yeah. 77. Sounds about America. right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. What was Justin Jefferson rated in year two? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, by the way, I only took Justin Jefferson, what, this is his fourth year and he's already 99. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, oh, and here's some trivia for you. Who are the other three Vikings to earn a 99 and men? Randy Moss. He did, but he was not on the Vikings. Oh. It, it happened when he was with the Raiders <laughs> and then with the Patriots. The yeah. Raiders the first year before everyone knew he wasn't good.
1: Did Dante so. have a 99 rating? Because nope. I know he was on the cover one year. Um, 99. Who would be that dominant? I'm thinking of like early years because like there were a ton of Vikings. Or there were just a ton of players with like, 90 ratings. And then, like, one year Madden came in, they're like, all right, we got to, like, differentiate these dudes because, like, you know, I'll Michael Bennett can't be a 93, you know? Two
2: two offensive players and one defensive. <sighs> I feel like two of them are very obvious. Chris Carter? One, of, one of them had an MVP season. Oh, Adrian Peterson. <laughs> yeah. One of and them then, almost broke the single-season sack record. Oh, Jared Allen was a 99? Yeah, yeah. Really? Okay. I I'll
1: like, I, like I said, I was going back. I guess Madden ratings weren't really a thing. No, man. In the 90s. It was right around just like on the game.
2: 99 2000s so like, when I think they first started. Yeah, because
1: I remember that was the first Madden I bought. The first Madden I played was Madden. I'm going to date myself here, but like Madden 93 was the first Madden I played. And like they didn't have ratings at all. You just picked like pixelated players and like they had numbers. I think 94 was the first one. Yeah. And then, you know, 99 was, I think Barry Sanders was on the cover. Great. And graphics. I got that. And like, it was like the first franchise mode, like PlayStation one. And like, you're just like, whoa, this is cool. And then PS2 came out and you're like, like, holy every, shit. Every, every year you'd be like,
2: look at those graphics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just-
2: they have the actual, they have Puma on the side of their jersey.
1: Well, and um. that's what's crazy about like the college football <laughs> revamped thing. Like you play it the first time you throw it on, you're just like, oh man, this is bad. And then you play it some more. And especially since they went in and like put the new uniforms in, like the graphics on that thing are like super good. But um, that's that's a
2: game that just holds up. The other one, I'll just give it to you because you're probably not going to get as as uh, Randall McDaniel.
1: Yeah. That's a 99 player.
2: And Madden, 99, I want to say. So yeah. they've had three. And then Randy Moss got it, but twice, but he, it was with the Raiders. He never got it when he was with the Vikings. I don't, which I don't is kind of
1: bonkers, <laughs> especially
2: know. after that, what
1: was it, 03 season where he right? like just broke every record imaginable? Yeah. yeah. Randy ratio, uh-huh. baby. So yeah. Um, to me so so the players like you said this is this is a big deal because they have adjusters come to practice in games and like evaluate and the players will like go over and they'll talk oh, to the adjusters care. and be like they they really care and i mean like they they want their competitors they want to have like better speed or all that stuff um for me a gamer i kind of care like a little bit, like I, I can't play an unauthentic game. Like that's one of my biggest weaknesses. Like I, I'm one of those people who can't go like eight years down the road in a franchise mode because it's like all creative players, but like, except for NCAA football, where you recruit the plate, like you feel like they're yours, like they're <laughs> your fines or whatever. Sounds ridiculous. Right. But it's like, I got a quarterback right now. That's a 99. And I'm right like, down. yeah, I discovered him. <laughs> I discovered his speed. He was a gem. Like that, that sort of thing. Like that's the cool part. Um, what I care about is fixing franchise mode because honestly, like, what's a? I don't give a shit about Madden Ultimate Team. I I don't I don't no. want to go online and drop like hundreds of dollars to get the super rare, super universal, yeah, unlimited what unlimited are, are Justin like, Jefferson card. Are those cards or those like NFTs? What what is it? They're they're just so like in Madden Ultimate Team,
2: they're like you virtual training packs. cards.
1: Yeah, well. I don't even know if you can trade them. I I've never liked it, but you get these cards and then they're part of your team. So you play them and then you play them in a game. So you have like teams. So like you, you, you'll get like a card and somebody probably could correct me on this, but you get like a card that's like Arizona Cardinals, 1991 uniform. And you can only use it like three times. And then like, there's different tiers of cards. So like you get like a, like in MLB, the show you would get like a um, Byron Buxton bronze card and his ratings would be like an 80, but then you could get like a diamond card where his ratings are like a 90 and then you play them all on the field. And that's basically what it is. Okay. So, and I mean, I, I think you can like sell them, you can trade them, whatever. But what EA does is they do micro transactions. So like you can earn them like, naturally during the game, but your team's going to suck because some guy's going to have it or some kid's going to have his mom's credit card and they're just going to charge the shit out of it to get like all the packs and everything. And they're just going to whoop your ass online. Like I honestly, I I hate playing online. I I don't know if it's because I suck at video games. Like I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm not the best gamer, but I I also like doing the franchise mode and being like, Hey, I want to get the Vikings to a super bowl. I want to do all the off season stuff and everything else. So fix franchise mode. Don't have Justin Herbert out in the free agent pool. Don't, don't have, you know, Pat, don't have Patrick Mahomes hit the free agent pool for God's sake. (laughs) Uh, Not that I've ever seen that, but I mean, I wouldn't put it past the, A. Oh yeah. Patrick Mahomes got traded for a fourth round pick. Oh great. That's good. Don't, don't have me trade. Don't have me be able to trade Dalvin cook for a first round pick. like, I got a top 10 pick for Dalvin cook in, in a Madden <laughs> franchise. That shit doesn't happen. I I'm sure like if you ask running backs around the league right now, they would love for that to happen, but oh,
2: yeah, yeah, I haven't played. I can't remember last time I played Madden. I think it was for PS three. Yeah, you're not missing much. <laughs> That's what I, why guess. isn't
1: Isaiah Pacheco at
2: 99? Pacheco.
1: Right? <laughs> oh, he's so good. Oh, we got to pay him. i uh, see you later, bud.
2: Before we get um, out of here, do you do you feel bad for the running backs? I do,
1: I I actually do in some regard. Like some some cases are different than others. Like Dalvin Cook, you know you you can yeah. point at, you can point at things <laughs> and be like, yeah, I mean this is this is why they're not paying you. A guy like Saquon Barkley absolutely should get paid because you know why the quarterback that just got paid $40 million is absolute horseshit shit without uh, Saquon Barkley and Adonatel's defense. Um, <laughs> Like, you know, I mean, Austin, it, it is weird because running backs are at their peak during their rookie contract and then yep. they wear down as teams go on. That's why you're seeing teams, you know, I mean, Kevin O'Connell didn't even mention Dwayne McBride by name during OTAs. Yeah. He's like, we got Alexander Madison. We got Ty Taylor. Uh, Kane is doing some stuff. And um, the, the, rookie. the rookie, like Kevin O'Connell, <laughs> like mentions the freaking lunch lady during. Pre- he, he literally goes up to the podium. He's like, all right, great day today. Uh, you know, I just want to come out here and thank uh, Candace, the lunch lady. You know, she had some phenomenal <laughs> sloppy joes over in the can- cafeteria. Uh, you know, guys that really make training camp go. Uh, We got Larry in the parking lot. We couldn't be here without him because we couldn't get in the parking lot. Um, We got Joe, the janitor, cleaning the toilets for us. You know, there's nothing worse than sitting down and not having any toilet paper in the stalls. And, um, you know, we're we're just out here and it's great to be back at camp. Any questions? You know, so I I do feel bad for the running backs. I feel like they should be paid a little more. But I've said this before. I think you're going to see people refuse to play running back. Like even... Even like these gadget plays, like, hey, we're gonna use you in the backfield, and be like, I'm not doing that because then you'll consider me running back. Yeah, it's, like, it's weird. It's gonna get ugly.
2: It's weird because it's like it is an important part of every offense. like, but it's very replaceable. I heard the argument today or yesterday that the difference between your starting running back and the kid coming out of college who is a seventh round pick isn't that enough. Like, there isn't an enough difference for you to justify. Paying that starting running back 10 to 15 million dollars a year. Like you can just make that sacrifice for the money and go back to maybe, maybe you don't get as much production, but you're still going to be fine because you're going to have your money invested in your quarterback and your offensive line and your receivers. It's just hard because I don't, I think each running back is their own individual case and I think they're all being lumped together. And I don't think that's fair to any of them because you look at someone like Christian McCaffrey, it's very different. He's, he's in a system where, they utilize running backs a lot. They need his skill set to to do well. You look at the Titans; they need Derrick Henry to succeed. Like with the Giants, I think they're trying to get away from from being a running offense. I think the the Raiders are trying to get away from being a running offense. So they're like, why are we going to invest so much money in a running back when we don't even really want to give him the ball as much? We want to kind of sp- kind of look at like at look at the Vikings using Dalvin Cook last year. He didn't get the ball as much as he used to in the past. That's and that's what they wanted. And then they're like, why are we going to pay this guy when we could just give the ball to Madison or Ty Chandler and save way more money? Um, it's not really it's not really a knock on these guys' skill sets, not a knock on a Cook or anything, but like guys coming out of college are just they're just good. Like, especially at running back. Like they running back is the position that you can plug and play immediately the most, really, compared to any other position in the NFL, other than maybe one kicker um, and those guys don't get paid but i did put out that graphic that Des Bryan stole well he didn't steal it the aggregate i won't blame him the aggregator stole it first like ml football and jpa and all that fucking bullshit um and then des Bryan took it and now the tweet has 23 million views so that's great um it's wonderful um but I, I wrote that kicker the average salary for a kicker next year is higher than it is for a running back next year which is insane, um, and then people are like, "Well, there's so many running backs, and and there's only like 32 kickers." And I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." And then I shared with them that the average salary for a running back is lower than tight ends, centers, guards, and safeties. You're going to tell me that that tight ends and and safeties should it be paid more than running back? I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't have a problem with these guys getting paid, but I understand why they're not. I think that's my whole view on the thing. Like teams are just moving away. They're figuring out a way to succeed without having a high-paid running back. Um, you know, it's you have essential positions like quarterback, receiver, left tackle, pass rusher. Those are the positions you're going to get paid. Otherwise, you know, good luck. Um, and it, it sucks if you're a running back in the league. It sucks if you're a running back coming up. But I, I, I don't know. Because what, B. John Robinson is is the highest-paid <laughs> running back <laughs> next year. Um, and he hasn't even played it down yet. Um yeah so I don't know and it, it's it's not it's not how it used to be teams don't need a three down running back they don't need a bell cow back there there's no more Adrian Petersons it's it's gone and i've heard people be like well it'll come back eventually and i'm like i i don't know if it will cuz if if teams have figured out one way to do it why are they going to go back Um, but I would agree with you that like, they need to figure something out. Like when they first come in the league, like, I feel like the rookie wage scale should be a little bit higher for running back, uh, coming into the league than it should be for other positions. Because like you said, they come in and they play in their prime and there's no other position in the league like that, where you come in your first four years is the best you can be. And after that, then teams don't want anything to do with you.
1: And I do wonder if that happens, do running backs slide down the draft? For sure. So, so like if there's an amplifier, so like, let's say there's a 10% amplifier on running backs. Right. Like if you take a running back, you have to pay them 10% more than any other pick. are seems to be like, well, screw that. <laughs> like, We're, we're going to take like a left tackle or a wide receiver, yeah. or something that's more important. It's, it's super weird.
2: It, I don't know. But is, what if there, what if there is a running back? Who's like, who is like an Adrian Peterson or who is like,
1: Oh, I said, Kennedy, I said, I said it last year. I'm like, I, I said, if, b john robinson was available and the vikings made that pick right. at 2022 20, or was it 23? Yeah. 23 yeah if he was available at 23 i'd said take him right like honestly you're you're not paying him that much more than if you went and signed you know alexander madison's making what 3.5 million this year and he's Less just a guy yeah. he's just a guy who's gonna lead the nfl in russia <laughs> apparently but um We'll see. We'll see how that ends up. Don't be a running um, back, kids. That's the point of the whole thing. Don't mamas. Don't let your babies grow up to back. be running backs, as Cecil Lammy said. And
2: maybe they will change because, like, I don't know. Everything comes full circle in, in sports and football. So maybe, maybe somebody will be, you know, this innovative head coach who just all he does is run the ball. Oh. Mike Zimmer's making a comeback
1: yeah he's got a coach offense now um that is all the time we have though for the Viking age podcast today. It's the official podcast of the vikingage.com We do this every Monday and Thursday at 6 15 p.m Central time right here on the Viking age YouTube channel but if you miss us we are in podcast form the very next day but like comment share and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. For Adam Patrick, I'm Chris Shad, and we'll talk to you next time on the Viking Age Podcast.